This episode is brought to you by R&B Breaks Facebook page, the best place to get sports bar, sports cards. You can get them anywhere, but you can get them local in Dubuque. Well, we've got a uh, some breaking news here. Uh, I've got a, a, a I found a fellow podcaster who does a podcasting about baseball in Dubuque area, which I thought would go uh, really good with us. I'm just going to turn it over to him, let him introduce himself, and he's got some kind of major news uh, uh, that he's going to break about his podcast. Well, welcome to the program. Dave, thanks for having me. I'm not sure if your listeners are going to want to hear from me, though, because I, I believe one of the teams I covered beat one of the teams that you covered, but we'll talk about that a little later. So people that are listening here, my name is Nick Manaman, and my radio name is Coach Manaman after coaching Iowa High School Baseball for roughly 20 years, and I have a podcast that was called the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast, but as of today, we have rebranded and we are going to be called the Dubuque Area Sports Podcast. Oh, that is a big change. It, it is. So we are going to, for three or so years, we've done some great baseball coverage, a sport that is near and dear to my heart. And I've also coached football and I've also coached basketball over the years and basketball and and football are huge in our community. I wish I was a wrestling person because we are a wrestling community as well. But that that's the plan is we're going to try to branch out. We're going to try to do some different markets. We're going to try to bring in some different listeners from some other sports. But Dave, I, I have a question for you. Any any time. I ever get asked to be on on a radio show or a podcast, I always go to their website or their podcast page. I'm trying to figure out which one I'm in. So you're a radio show that interviews comedians, athletes, authors, musicians, and people of interest. And I am only a person of interest for a crime I committed in the state of New Jersey, but I'm none of those other things. So... Um, I'll I'll leave that uh, story unless you want to ask me about my crime for a true crime podcast. But thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Well, we had uh, uh, Coach Chuck Banks uh, on, and he also has a a podcast, a true crimes podcast. It's, those are pretty popular. But I I uh, was uh, taken aback when I found out that uh, you had a podcast that was focused on a kind of mirror image of our podcast as we try to uh, shed a light on a, a, a corner of Iowa that probably gets overlooked. Uh, you're also at a corner of Iowa. They're, they're in the beautiful uh, Dubuque area, uh, a city that I uh, uh, really enjoy being in. It's a, a beautiful community that you're in. You've got a lot of great people up there. You've got a lot of beautiful architecture. And uh, uh, you have a lot of a, a, a rich uh, high school sports area there that uh, – we don't get to hear about that much uh, around here, but if you could uh, enlighten our listeners as to the teams that you cover, and I do appreciate the big news. That was you said you had some big news. I didn't realize it was that dang big, but uh, we like big breaking news here. So, yeah, go ahead and just tell our listeners about the teams that you cover and what kind of coverage does those teams get on on your uh, Dubuque area sports show. Thanks for allowing me to to break that news. A lot of excited people already having football coaches reach out as we speak to uh, book their season previews. But Dubuque is a beautiful community. 
Its uh, slogan is the masterpiece on the Mississippi, which I couldn't agree with more. It's a beautiful city. And this area became popular roughly 30 or so years ago because there was a famous sports movie called Field of Dreams. And Field of Dreams is going through an expansion right now, adding some baseball fields. There's been two Major League Baseball games played out there. We also do have a thriving semi-pro league which we've had former professionals come back and play in such as wild thing mitch williams and some of the top area collegiate players will come back and play in that as well and when covid shut everything down it was crazy because the only baseball that was being played was in iowa and we had division one athletes from all over the united states come and play in that semi-pro league which is exciting but my major focus for the past three years has been around high school baseball and the six teams that i've covered are the smaller schools have been dyersville beckman congratulations to them on just winning another state championship legendary storied program with hall of fame coach tom jink jr who passed away a couple of years ago and then they won the state championship with him watching from a press box in principal park and then cascade iowa the cascade cougars who were coached for a very long time by national gatorade coach of the year hall of fame coach jerry rolling and then the four bigger schools that we cover are the hempstead mustangs who had a down year this year but were in the state tournament for 4a i believe three years in a row prior to that and they had their heyday in the 1980s winning four state championships under hall of fame coach dick core then we also cover the senior rams who are an up-and-coming team they just hired a new head coach from arizona by the name of tyler soigling he's hoping to turn things around there we also have wallert catholic who was in the state tournament for 3a and they lost to back-to-back champions the last program I coached in, the Western Dubuque Bobcats, who won in 2022 and then won in 2023 as well. So that's been the coverage. There have been some teams, some smaller schools. We did cover Bellevue and Bellevue Marquette in the past. They merged into one baseball program this year. And because of the merger, we just couldn't find time to string together an interview. Well, that's uh, that sounds like it keeps you pretty busy, especially uh, covering those teams. You know, uh, it's interesting you mentioned Dyersville there with the Field of Dreams. Uh, that's uh, uh, going to create a lot of tourism and has created already created some of the greatest baseball moments uh, I've ever seen in my life. But uh, we have a field. We call it Field of Dreams South uh, in Kiyosakwa because all the outfields are lined up on a cornfield right outside there we even had a kid go corn in the playoffs uh in fact i had a kid go hay had a kid go bean uh had a kid go treetop and the other kid that went corn that was a uh that's that was our season this year uh you get to see some are, are there some cornfields and agriculture around some of these ballparks that you're covering there is especially in the semi-pro area i can think of um ball town and i can think of bernard's 
where those semi-pro teams have have cornfields around them. Western Dubuque, they play in Farley, Iowa, beautiful Paul Sherman Park. There's cornfields in the background. It's a great setting to watch some baseball. American Legion Park in in Cascade is probably one of the most beautiful diamonds in the state of Iowa that uh, kids get to play on in the area. And, and the, the cool thing about about that ballpark is uh, people driving by can see this huge back, this hit, huge hitter's eye. And people often think it's the green monster, but it's the sun is so bad and the sun is so awful for hitters that they built probably this 100 to 200 foot wall in dead center that keeps the sun out of players' eyes while they're hitting, but they do not have to hit it over that due to contrary belief uh, in some people's eyes around the town. Hmm. Well, it's, it, it, that sounds picturesque. You got a beautiful. That part of the state is, uh, I don't know, they call it the past lands or something, but it didn't get the ice age or some something different happened there. They're a little different topography. It's really beautiful, uh, and I always enjoy being up there. It'll, even the air seems to smell better. But uh, um, well, tell us, go over some of these teams' records this year, and uh, who, and, and as you mentioned, the teams mentioned some of the top players from them, those teams. Well, it's interesting you mention that because last night after my two young kids went to bed and my wife went to bed, I sat down in my office, my podcasting studio, and I went through and I created my all debut team, which will be released here in a couple of weeks, just getting some audio from some coaches. And we will start right off with the state champion, the Western Dubuque Bobcats and the Western Dubuque Bobcats just recently had a former player who played at Ole Miss just get drafted in the fourth round by the Chicago White Sox, a guy by the name of Calvin Harris. And his little brother just recently committed to Ole Miss, and his name is Brett Harris. And Western Dubuque finished 36-9. and they won the Valley Division side of the Mississippi Valley, which people will argue that that is one of the top conferences in the state of Iowa. And then the other team that we cover is Wallert Catholic, and they lost in the state semifinals to Western Dubuque, and they finished 30-14 and 14 overall. The senior Rams, they finished the year at at uh, 10 and 17 and the Hempstead Mustangs, they finished off the year at 12 and 16. And then the Cascade Cougars, they had their best season to date and they finished 25 and nine and they got knocked out in the semifinals of the state tournament for two way. A lot of people in the area were really hoping we would have had a Beckman Catholic and Cascade final because those teams often met in substate and then Beckman Catholic, they uh, for two way won a state championship for two way and they were 25 and nine. Some of the top players from, those teams, we look at Cascade, you got Cade Roush, he's a catcher, and anything you ask Cade to do, he can do, and he'll do it better, and he's also was a pitcher on the mound for them. Cascade also had an infielder at shortstop by the name of Mason Odding, who had a great season, and then Ty Frazier, 
Cooper Hummel and Jack Menster also had phenomenal years for those guys. All of them had batting averages above 320. All of them had on-base percentages of 400. Looking at the Hempstead Mustangs, they had a down year, but that doesn't mean that there were not some players that had some great seasons there. Johnny Meering, shortstop and pitcher for the Hempstead Mustangs, had a great year. And then also Justin Potts was a, was a first-teamer as well. He's an outfielder for the Hempstead Mustangs. Senior Rams had two guys that stood out that had, had a great year. Jonathan Willie was a senior. I'll be curious to see if he continues to play baseball at the college level. If any college coaches are listening to this, and if you want a great kid, great college, or a great kid, great high school baseball player, Jonathan Willie can add to your program. And then also Alex Kerman as well. Taking a look at, let's take a look at the champions here. So Western Dubuque, all of these guys here were either first or second team all-conference. They had JT Goodman, uh, solid second baseman, leadoff hitter. Caleb Klein, outfielder. He led our area in quite a few major offensive categories. And then Brett Harris, who we mentioned before. And Brett's the guy to keep keep an eye on. He's a freshman. He's been a varsity starter since he's been in eighth grade. Old Miss commit. He was 5-2 and two on the mound. Almost every single major offensive category, except for home runs, he led our area in. He led the area in total bases. And then conference player of the year was a guy by the name of Isaac Thane. He's a sweet, swinging left-hander with some power. Also 8-3 and three on the mound this year. And the rest of the Western Dubuque pitching staff, their starting rotation, Ryan Klosterman was 7-0. and Tanner Anderson was 6-1. and Clayton Lindecker was also 6-1. and And then also Hunter Quigliano and Connor Myers also had great seasons for them. And then looking at the state champion, Dyersville Beckman, Luke Shields. Now, Dave, I could be wrong on this, and correct me if I'm wrong. I believe he had the hit to tie the game against Pella Christian when Beckman is down to one out. Am I am I right on that, or am I wrong? Well, uh, somebody did. I uh, I didn't write it down, but I, I watched it. But it was a uh, it was a good hit. I mean, it, it's what it takes to win games is getting hits with two outs and game hits with back with the back with your back up against the wall and i always really uh am impressed by kids that can do that uh uh and whether they get the hit or not whether you know if they just come up there and smack the ball as hard as they can and the third baseman sticks his glove out and catches it you know you just can't ask for no more than that but uh uh the kid you got to give the kid credit that uh saw that that ball skipped away at first base and kept running he could have just assumed that was a a double play and just stuck his head down and went into the locker but he didn't he had the awareness of what was going on, and then uh, uh, he got—he was fast, and he got slid in there, and uh, uh, that was a—that was a game I thought both teams could hold their head up high. Uh, pretty outstanding. It was probably the best game I saw up there, except well, yeah. the game after it was probably just as good. Well, it wasn't yeah, extra I, innings though. I only watched the area teams, and and that was the one that my fingernails took the most damage. And and I I don't want to forget anybody because I I do have my list here. But I believe it was Luke Shields that got the tying hit to send it into extras. But Luke Sigworth had a great year offensively. He pitched the state championship game 
got the win in the state championship game. And then we're going to talk more about this guy later, but Nate, the champ, Offerman is his nickname. He was the Beckman pitcher that beat Christian Pella, and he finished the year 10-0. and and just just a phenomenal kid. He's that Beckman team's got a lot of great backstories this year that the media has covered a little bit there. And then they also had a pitcher by the name of Ron Cronlogie uh, who went six and two this year. And then I can't forget about Waller Catholic. Waller Catholic. They had a lot of guys set some records this year. So. Jack Walsh, he was their closer. He set the state record with 12 saves. They also had a guy by the name of Patrick Fitzgerald who set the record in the state for most hit-by-pitches. He was hit 32 times this year. And then Ryan Brogius, he uh, is going to play baseball for the Iowa Hawkeyes, one of the fastest kids in the state. And then Bryce Rudiger for Waller Catholic was 6-1. and one. And they have an up-and-comer as well for Waller Catholic by the name of Will Speck. And if you if your listeners don't recognize that name, his brother Tommy Speck was drafted by the Texas Rangers in the fourth round of last year's Major League Baseball draft. And he's currently playing in single A for the, the Wood Ducks. I believe they're out of South Carolina or North Carolina. Well, uh, if you could, uh, uh, with all these great athletes playing ball, if you could uh, ever get me uh, some of their autographed uh, uh, baseball cards. We uh, sometimes have tornadoes or events or things around here, and uh, uh, there's a coach that uses stuff like that to raise some money to help some people out. So if uh, – and uh, uh, you might want to see your friends over there at R&B Breaks, Facebook page there in Dubuque. They're uh, – uh, the best, about the best around of getting uh, uh, the best sports cards you could ever want. But uh, gosh, uh, let our listeners know if they're going to, uh, you know, sounds like there's enough here to subscribe. I'm going to be subscribing uh, the second we get off the, the, the phone here with you. But uh, what are they going to see? How often are they going to get updates? And what is all this new, you know, it just sounds like, you know, you, you wouldn't know, you know, the, the teams intimately, like I know the teams intimately. But I go out and call 25 games uh, during the season and another nine or 10 during the playoffs. And uh, uh, and and you, you wouldn't have been able to know that those teams uh, uh, enemy like you do if you didn't put out the time and go and see all those teams. So I, 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 it sounds like you're really on top of it. You know, Dave, you and I call games, but we call games in a different way. You show up to the games and you do great announcing for the games. I call the games as as an umpire, a baseball umpire or, or a basketball official. So what 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 the Dubuque Area Sports Podcast is, is our, our big episodes that everybody enjoys our, our season preview. So I'll sit down with each head coach and I'll, I'll always open it up to listener questions, some things that people are really wanting to hear about. We'll talk about the history of the program and we'll talk about some of the top players that they have. We'll look at the schedule, we'll break it down. And sometimes we'll ask those difficult questions. If, if they're coming off, uh, a, a rough year or if they're losing a lot of senior leadership how they're how they're hoping to rebound or how they're hoping to respond i think with me 
the reason why the podcast has been successful is one, I, I don't want to take credit at all for kids and programs that are doing great things. They, they deserve 99.9% of, of the credit. I just like to talk and I like to talk sports. And after deciding to not coach high school baseball after 20 or so years, I, I wanted to stay involved in the game. So I started this podcast and then the pandemic hit and it was pretty popular and I stayed with it. And what, why I think people listen is, is they, they do want to hear their son or their grandson's name mentioned and they do like to get the inside info but being a classroom teacher and and being a coach of four sports for so long i've had an opportunity to build some solid relationships with all of the coaches they feel comfortable speaking to me i enjoy speaking to them and then having a lot of the athletes in my classroom or them seeing me out on the field as well they're always willing and they're always able to help out and and just like you said prior Dave before we started recording is it's about promoting your area in a positive light and I've had major league scouts contact me about players I've had college coaches contact me about players we've helped get players set up with colleges that would be good fits for them and and it's brought a positive light to baseball in our area. And I, and I hope to do the same thing with uh, other sports as well. Well, the podcast can make such an impact on the local level, especially in these, what the, I don't know, micro broadcasting, I guess is essentially what podcasting is. And I just kind of take it to the, to the micro level, you know, but uh, to me, it's just about building them loyal listeners that uh, uh, we have. Well, uh, Tell them once again what's the name of the podcast, how they can get there, and about how often updates are you going to give them? So it's called the Dubuque Area Sports Podcast. And if you search that if you and you cannot find it, I just rebrand it today, July 24th as we speak. You can always try the Dubuque Area Baseball Podcast. You can find us on social media. We have a pretty active Facebook group of uh, 2,000 followers. You can find us on Instagram. Uh, we're at about 1,100 followers. You can find me on Twitter at Coach Maneman, M-A-N-E-M-A-N, and we have about 1,200 followers on there. The season preview for football will hit probably mid-August, and then. The idea is with with baseball, we were always just stuck with baseball. Throwing out sports, I hope to do weekly interviews. So if somebody rushes for 400 yards and has an eight-touchdown game, that's going to be somebody I want to do an interview with. If if there's a volleyball player that – uh, sets the school record for kills in a career, she might be somebody we want to talk to. If somebody runs a 93-second mile and breaks the world record, we're going to want to talk to them. So my hope is to provide 20 to 40-minute weekly interviews with, with the top student athletes in in our area. And then at the start of 
football season and basketball season hit you with those season previews talk to six to ten coaches highlighting their program and highlighting their players well, that sounds like you're just doing a great job out there and uh, uh if you enjoy it as much as i do uh it'll be a, a labor of love as uh you, you get to it is great time is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you want to talk about I think we covered it all, Dave. This this was a lot of fun. I, usually, I'm doing the interview, but it's it's nice to uh, answer questions and and people out there that are worried about me being a person of interest in the state of New Jersey. If you ever go to New Jersey, it is illegal and you can be arrested for pumping your own gas. So if you show up to a gas station, stay in your car. And let the employee come out and pump your gas for you. Don't make the same mistake that I made. Well, yeah, crossing the New Jersey state line. That's a that was a bad mistake. Hopefully you can avoid it. Uh I sure didn't like it when I drove a truck out there, I'll tell you that. Uh well, uh uh Brown Guy Radio, uh if if your listeners are interested, is uh just like what he does. <laughs> just like what he does, high school basketball, football. We cover about forty schools. Uh, uh, and we got updates every day and we'll have, we're, uh, we already got the first high school coaches interview. We're going to have another one up today and one a day, uh, throughout the week for the next three weeks, uh, uh, start getting it up there. Uh, so, uh, check us out and thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me, Dave. I appreciate it.